This is the official podcast for casual anime fanatics. On today's episode, we'll talk highlights of The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 3, Episode 1, titled The Dark Coliseum. Hello anime fans and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. I'm your host Jordo and here with me as always are my co-hosts and Ken. We're here to talk about some S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero Season 3 has arrived against all odds. I never would have thought we were for sure going to get a Season 3 after Season 2. But rest assured, every week we won't be doing deep dives like we are with Jujutsu Kaisen, but we will be doing highlights of Rising of Shield Hero Season 3. Um, normally, we just jump right into it, but Colton, since you missed the Jujutsu Kaisen episode, let's go ahead and hit hit our listeners with some anime news. Alrighty, so... Uh, news in a press release, Japanese broadcaster Nippon, Nippon TV confirmed that Studio Ghibli will become its subsidiary this October. So basically, uh, Studio Ghibli's been bought out um, under the new development, the production house will be led by Nippon's Nippon TV Senior Operating Officer and Board Director Hiroyuki Fukuda, Fukoda, with Ghibli President Toshio Suzuki as Chairman and Director Hayao Miyazaki as Honorary Chairman. So, Studio Ghibli basically has a new boss now. Um, couple things. One, can't believe they sold their studio and two i can't believe you just called it studio ghibli about six times that's what it's called right what's it called ghibli it's ghibli ghibli studio ghibli studio ghibli <laughs> well that's it wouldn't be me if i didn't no no interesting though good no. to know so studio nipple yeah. bought studio ghibli <laughs> <laughs> um in an interview with comic book netflix's one piece showrunner steve Steven Medea said he's very keen on making a Spy Family live action. He says, I love the show so much and it's just wonderful. It's funny you mentioned that one. I've been chasing Spy Family for a while, he mentioned. So it looks like there may be a Spy Family in the works. I could actually see that being pretty decent because it's actually uh, not like... It's realistic. Yeah, it's realistic. So I'd give it a watch. I don't know if it's the move is the only thing. Just as far as fan base goes, I know it's got a decent fan base. I feel like they're still trying to pump out the built-in fan base, you know? The Naruto's, yeah. the Full Metals, Dragon Ball Z even. I mean, but yeah, a lot of the more ones that aren't as popular probably adapt better than the ones they're going to try. Yeah. Yeah, and I hear what you're saying, Brennan. I think that it's just low-hanging fruit and that you don't need a ton of CGI to pull it off because there's no like powering up. It's just a family where one is a spy and one is a, a hitman, and then the daughter is able to hear people's thoughts. So it's like really just a comedy. Yeah, yeah. it really is. I think, I think a, if they cast a ton well, like that. 
true. It's almost like why even do it at that point? <laughs> it's it's almost too easy. I mean, if he's the showrunner for One Piece and he does a good job, he's probably just like speaking it into existence because you know if this shit keeps making him money, One Piece, and then this guy's like, oh, I can do this one good too. Netflix is probably be like, all right, we trust you. So he's probably just putting it out there. Yeah, but eh, I give it a watch. I mean, it couldn't be terrible. But uh, next piece of news is uh, six years, and it's now six days ago, six years and six days ago, Black Clover first aired. can't believe it's already been that long. It's been gone for, what, two and a half, three years now? So Shit, um, yeah, since I started watching it, basically, it was, yeah, three years ago. Yeah, so as y'all know, Tokyo Avengers Season 3 is out. It's on uh, Hulu. I did watch. Oh first... shit! I did not know that. Yeah, I did watch first episode. I think second episode's out too now. Maybe. Oh, uh, man, but... there's so much to watch. I know. So much to talk about. I haven't even got to watch Spy Family yet. The the new season of it's out or first ep, but it's a Tenjuku arc listed for thirteen episodes. So get a good thirteen of it. Um, let's so Studio Eclipse, a fan made animation production, has announced Berserk, the Black Swordsman. As anybody knows, I've talked about Berserk in the past. This is a freaking awesome anime. The movies are great. The anime wasn't bad except for the terrible CGI, but the storyline is very good. Um, it, but it is in already early development phases. The team, the, the team that is the team that is behind this is the Attack on Titan Rinkwum anime project as well, which provides an alternate ending to the series. So. We haven't gotten there yet. I won't talk about what happened with Attack on Titan Rinkum because I kind of know, but we're not at the end of the season, which we'll be talking about in November. So, And mm. uh, here is your top 10 anime of week one for the fall. Number one is Freeran Beyond Journey's End. I have it on the list, but I have not started it. It looks pretty good. Um, two is The Eminence in Shadow, season two. Three is JJK, season two. Four is Ragna Crimson. I've heard good things about that one, but it's on that high dive, which we don't have. No uh, one has it. Yeah, except Borrow or the binge yeah. reviewer. Uh, five is Berserk of Gluttony. Six is Shangri-La Frontier. I did watch that. I recommend it to both of you. It is an isekai. So it's basically like sword art. The guy, I'll give like a little synopsis. It's a guy, he's looking for the worst eat, um, dive world games. And he just wants to make, like, he plays the junk games. And he's played every single one, and then he's like, I can't find any more. And then the lady who owns the game shop said, why don't you try like a really good one this time? And so it's called Shangri-La Frontier, and he absolutely falls in love with it. And uh, <laughs> Is that that's, a thing where people just look for shit games to play? That's what he does. That's like his, uh, that's what he gets <laughs> off on, so playing shit games. Weird. <laughs> Give me the worst fucking game you got. <laughs> yeah. I recommend that one. Uh, seven is Shy. Eight is I'm giving the disgraced noble lady I rescued a crash course in naughtiness. That's a weird one. Nine is the demon sword master of Excalibur Academy. And ten is I'm in love with the villainess. All mm. right. Um, this one's pretty cool. We will, on October 23rd, we will have an exclusive interview with Aaron Yeager. And it will be broadcasted in Japan. Like, it's going to be... A live broadcast of somebody interviewing uh, anime Aaron Yeager. So I thought that would be pretty sweet to watch. So, so is it going to be like artificial intelligence mm-hmm. generated or like the voice actor? It, the voice responding? actor will be playing Aaron Yeager. 
um, in the thing, but it'll probably be like Erin Yeager. But yeah. That's going to be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. And finally, here is the best openings and ending theme songs of the summer 2023. Um, got to find it. Number one is Ainoa Samuika by Tatsuya Kitani, which is uh, JJK, the first opening of season two. Inanimo, I'll um, send yeah. That one? Yep. Yeah, that shit's, that that shit's fire. One. Hold on, I gotta find the list. The whole freaking... I like the picture better than the... Uh, the stupid uh, one. Number two is probably specials. No, three is... <laughs> King three is specials by King Ganu. Two is Tetsu no Ori by Gran Rodeo. Fourth is Spiral by Longman. That's the one from uh, Masuki Tensai. Fifth yeah, is Song of one. the Dead by Kanaboon, which is the zombie. That act is actually a good one, too. I do like the opening. Have you guys watched it? They redid the opening for uh, Zom 100, and they, like, dance and sing to it. It's actually really good. No, I stopped watching it once you said it was on indefinite hi- hiatus. Yeah, I would watch it because they, they redid the f- opening, and it's it's way better than the first one. Cause, and the song was good to begin with. Uh, sixth okay. is Stars by W.O.D. Seventh is Anata no Soba. And Anata no Soba Ni by Rira. Eighth is The Peak by Sika no Awari. Ninth is Happy Shawaz by Omenataki. And tenth is Hitan by Ais and Arshatigi. I would tell you what these, uh... <laughs> I it's would worth te- just hearing you read these names. <laughs> I know. I would tell you what uh, shows they're from. I only know the ones that we listen to on the anime playlist, but I couldn't uh, find the original picture I saved. So, but that's all the news. Sweet. Well, okay, overall, what did you guys think of the season one opener for, like, not the song, like, season one, or sorry, episode one of season three of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero? Did it exceed your expectations? Was it right at what you expected? Or are you thinking to yourself, shit, here we go? I thought it was pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, burning go. I didn't, uh, I don't really know. I kind of forgot till you guys texted and were like, what time do you want to record? I was like, damn, I got to watch that. So I watched it not too long ago. So I didn't really, I don't really know what I was thinking. First thing I thought was like, oh shit, like I don't really, hopefully they go over from stuff that happened. Cause I mean, I remember now basically, but it hasn't been like ingrained into my head, but I didn't have like any expectations really. But then just as I was watching it, once it was about, 10 minutes into the episode i was like yeah this is this is some shield here right here like <laughs> the most <laughs> it's like it's not bad it's just like the most generic anime <laughs> uh-huh. that, that's that's out there just like everything that happens the music what they're doing how they set up the episodes and the seasons is very you know it doesn't it doesn't oh, break yeah. any boundaries so i guess there's just definitely like expectations cringe. There's cringe moments in like in the show, but it's like you just have to appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, I will say it feels like it's starting off better than season two because season two was pretty lackluster, and uh, it felt like the animation looked better. I mean, they looked good. I can't complain. So I mean, to be honest with you, it exceeded my expectations of it because uh, it, it did mine as well. Because I wasn't expecting but... a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. It exceeded what I was expecting. And that's just because where season two left us, like season two wasn't, I would say bad, but it was like, 
compared to season one, it just felt like there was nothing going on. You know, they just introduced this guardian beast tortoise and, you know, in 14 episodes resolved the whole thing. But I agree. The animation was good, was better than season two. And TBD on that though. I mean, for sure, in the opening song, they spent some more time. Yeah, they can always do good in that. They just didn't didn't do anything this episode. It was still classic S.H.I.E.L.D. hero. Hey, let's... Yeah. They're they're going traveling. Let's play some whimsical music and just, like, show stills, still drawing pictures for five seconds at a time. But... And and they did bring back Mad Kid for the opening. You gotta... No, they didn't. That was Mad Kid. I I shazammed it. It was Mad Kid. Kid. Uh, was it said it? it was called Sin by Yuki Lin. No, then it said yeah, Mad saw. Kid at the very bottom. Dang. Really? Maybe, maybe yeah. they composed it. Go, go. Maybe. Go, go Google it. It's Mad Kid. <laughs> All right, I got to Google now. Because I shazammed Shield it. Hero Season 3 song. Sin performed by Mad Kid while the ending theme song is Suki Ninate, but we didn't get to hear that. So yeah, Colton's right. It is by Mad Kid. That was going to be one of the biggest shocks for me. I thought that they they retired Mad Kid, but I guess you can't uh, teach an old dog new tricks. No, <laughs> Mad Kid's invested. They're like, shit, we got to get another one. All right, well, let's go ahead and start breaking this down. So this is not going to be a deep dive. It's going to be highlights, mostly because we do the deep dive on Jujutsu Kaisen. So be sure to tune into that every week. This is going to be more highlights and just discussion overall thoughts um but i am going to go through the episode in order so that starts off with the trio naofumi raftalia and philo known as team rock valley during this coliseum fight they're fighting a 3v3 sorcerer pack of veterans called the topak family and these topak family i mean right away this is just your generic like if you were drawn anime characters that were created to get their ass kicked it's these guys i mean one of them <laughs> has a mohawk with a star tattoo on his eye. Like, there's not a more kick-assable character than that. Um, we got Rishia. If you, you know, recall, she's part of their party now because Itsuki, the bow hero, banished her. She has the green hair. Um, she's holding the raccoon, Raftalia, that they got from that other world in the stands. So she's not fighting with them, but she's with them in spirit. So pretty interesting way to start off the season because you're like, one, what the hell is going on? What's this like arena that they're fighting in? Uh, but overall, I'm here for it. Um, the commercial break said heroes rise again in season three, and they keep calling this the season three project. And it makes me wonder if they're if they're straying away from the light novel with this season or if they're still following a guideline of some sort it's probably just a name for like an internal thing so like the team that worked on it in the, within the studio you know it's like their recognition you know season three like, project. Yeah, I, was, I was season three shield hero season three project i've seen it on other uh anime like in the openings and stuff it'll be like whatever some project like same type of thing Mm-hmm. just to kind of that's how I've always looked at it. It's just like a shout out because not everybody's going to watch the credits and see your name, but you can always be like, I was leading the season three Shield Hero team project. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So they play the intro song and it is by Mad Kid again, and you can't blame them for 
for booking them because they've they're tried and true for the shield hero song is called sin i mean i have no thoughts on it so far you know only hearing it two times once you know to watch once to take notes um but i did have some notes about what they show us in the intro song uh first thing it looks like we might get some backstory of like what the lives were like for ren itsuki and motoyasu before being summoned to this world which might be kind of cool uh, it looked like they all were kind of losers to be honest like there was one where Itsuki like got pushed down in the hallway Motoyasu was like laying on the gym floor like in a pile of sweat and then I think Ren I don't know if he got like shoved into some lockers or something but either way that's looking like some backstories coming Um, and at the end of the opening did you guys notice uh, Bitch comes up behind Itsuki when he's like sulking at a table and like wraps her arms around his. So she's going after the bow hero now. I saw that. I, I didn't know that. it was the bow hero. I, I just assumed yeah, it was uh, Motoyasu. Yeah, it was the bow hero. It started off as Motoyasu and then it changed to Ren and then it changed to Itsuki. And then she comes up behind him and puts her arms around him and then like smiles at the camera. I was like, this bitch. I don't know. I don't know why she keeps having it out for everybody. Just Shut the fuck up and do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I know it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's played its term at this point. Like, yeah, we all hated her, and we still do. But he had his chance to like get rid of her, and he chose to like let her stay. But she's a goodbye bitch. But it's like even since then, she's been trying to like foil and just like get in the way. And it's like the queen and her sister like know she's doing it, and they're just like watch out for her. It's like, dude, at this mm-hmm. point, you just freaking throw her in the brig. Like there's some there's some shit going on now. Like the world's in danger. It's just I know uh, it is kind of stupid. The bit like, the bit's been played out a little bit. I mean, if she can get back in and maybe manipulate another hero, maybe she could. I mean, become a good character again. I just feel like she already did that. Maybe. Uh, but I'm with you. I don't think there's any room for redemption for her. I think that she's just at this point. Like everybody stopped giving her the benefit of the doubt cut off her hands, cut off her eyes, throw her in the brig with her dad. It's just almost as like feeling like oh, she's the dad too was walk- The dad was walking around down there when they went all to the basement. That's who yelled at Nalfa me. He goes, Shield Hero, what are you doing here? Yeah, he's the staff user. I know, which was fucking weird. I was like, of course he is. And you know his staff is his, <laughs> yeah. is his gold <laughs> member. Check out my bow staff. <laughs> we'll get to that. Well, anyways, yeah. So we get a little bit of a recap. He's like, my name's Naofumi Awatani. I was summoned here to help, you know, with three other heroes to fight the waves of catastrophe, waves of catastrophe, <coughs> excuse me, and the four guardian beasts. He explains you know that they the already four guardian the beasts are going to be, Jordan? Is it the same as the auspicious beasts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I almost guarantee it's going to be the four auspicious beasts. <laughs> So yeah, White Tiger's are, one. They already said what this next one will be. It's said it's a phoenix in the episode. And that's one of the auspicious beasts. Oh, did it? I didn't listen to the pod yet, so I just remember yeah. in the episode. Yeah, uh, we got the tortoise already, you know. the phoenix, oh, a yeah, white tiger should be one, and then a snake or, or a well, dragon. The snake was it was the tortoise and the snakes was like one, and then it was the white tiger and the dragon, the blue dragon. So and those that seems like a pretty good set of 
creatures to beat, you know, save the dragon for last, obviously. Yeah. Let's save the tiger. That tiger's coming third for sure. The drag, a dragon versus a tiger, you just it's going. The dragon's gonna win. Yeah, I mean they're just flying. They're just a lot bigger, and it's it's a Japanese show, you know, anime, it's Japanese lore. The dragon's got to come first. <laughs> yep. Um, Naofumi explains that the phoenix was supposed to revive immediately after defeating the tor- the tortoise, but because of the energy that they took back from Kyo, remember he's the white-haired evil dude that was like jumping between worlds um some barrier is giving them three and a half months until the phoenix arrives that's a good thing though they've got some time it is a good thing because like what normally if that didn't happen they just go back to back to back to back against the four beasts yep (laughs) it's like all right there's the tortoise let's get this let's get this damn bird So he's ha- he's got three and a half months to basically build up his army, build up his little Lorelona village with, you know, adept fighters and cannons and defenses. Because you know this phoenix is coming right for him. It's not going to, like, just show up in an open battlefield. It's going to wreak some havoc. Um, we learned that after defeating Kyo, the sacrifice aura that Naofumi used has a curse on Naofumi, Philo, and Raftalia. It's basically like blocking their stats from being full. We also learned that he hasn't been able to use the Liberation Aura that Ost taught him last season. And I do not even remember what the Liberation Aura is, but it must be important because he he can no longer use it as of right now. Um, Another highlight... Guess what? We find out that the other three heroes are missing. They're useless. Once again, she asks the shield hero if he will fight for them. And he's like, yeah, of course I will. But he's, I mean, at this point as a viewer, it's like, what? these other three heroes could not have been worse. There couldn't have been worse summons. Like, literally. They're smug. They freaking disappear when the going gets tough. Like, every time they do, they do try to fight, like last season, they get effing captured. It's like, you guys are freaking useless, man. Just hang up the towel and let some other heroes, you know, come in and take your place. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, it's the same old, same old. I feel like they're rehashing with that. They'll show up. They always do. Obviously, we've seen the opening and you just, there's not that many characters that we're interested in. And the other three heroes happen to be... (laughs) Some of those characters, so we got to find out some stuff about them. But yeah, I, don't know, I always feel like they always throw that wrinkle in there before any fight or any preemptive fight that oh, you can't rely on them. We don't know where they are. They're doing their own thing. Yeah, and then a queen, of course, is like, it's a serious matter when even one of the cardinal heroes isn't around to fight, and we have three missing. It's like, yeah. it's like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> you can't just be like, hey. Bro, I'm about to. Uh, I know we got three and a half months. I'm gonna go do this. So, like, prepare. Like all three of them. I have no idea. Just ghost, unless something happened to him. Maybe they went back to the human world or getting their teeth kicked in at school or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is in the opening. Who knows? Um, the religion now changed from the three 
hero church to the four hero church, but it does not change the fact that everyone is still racist toward demi-humans. And they really made it a point in this episode to show us that all of the the beast people slash demi-humans are living in squalor. I mean, they're every poor person or homeless person you see in the streets, they're, they're just, a demi-human. Threw some ears on them all, basically. Just drew a poor person. Yeah. Drew, <laughs> drew a dirty person in some rags and then threw some pointy ears. Yep. Yep. What better way is there to portray somebody having, you know, a rough time than that? (coughs) Um, In the Queen's quarters, this was interesting. By the way, Naofumi still has a lot of one-on-one time with the Queen, and I I still think one day he might have to, he might have to, (laughs) he might have to do some some things for his country. (laughs) She got pretty close to him in the quarter. She like got like face. She face. always does. Like, I don't. They just do that with like any girl though ever with Naofumi. It's just because uh, the whole show is just you know for the for the boys that wish that was them. You know, like I want to get stuck in the world where I'm the hero and all the girls like me. Because even the girl at the bar, it's like any girl he meets is like, damn, who's who's this guy? I'm trying to get close to him. Yep, it's a good point. Well, in the queen's quarters. We see some figurines that represent the four cardinal heroes, which are, you know, the bow, Itsuki, Ren, the sword, Motoyasu, the spear, and of course, Nafumi, Iwatani, the shield. And then the seven star heroes, which we can't forget, are also called the vassal weapons. And did you see the figurines? Yeah, one of them throws hands, apparently, and one's got a mallet. (laughs) Yeah, I I even named it the mallet. So we had the mallet hero, or a hammer. Which I'm gonna go ahead and guess now. Guarantee you, it's the freaking blacksmith. Uh, I think I we thought it looked one... like an oversized hammer, like the size of a body. <laughs> yeah, but it's an it's an exaggeration, you know. Yeah, you don't think like it'll be that the, big? He's the hammer hero. Shit, I think it's gonna be about that big, like throw over your shoulder, like. Well, I do think it will be that big. I just don't think that we've seen the blacksmith wield it. I bet you he's just got it in the back. He's like, oh yeah, you didn't know I was a hero. Yeah, I could see that. Throw somebody in that we know instead of introducing seven newbies. Mm-hmm. There was one hero that looked like Wolverine. He's got them talons. Uh, the boxing glove hero. An axe hero. And then, of course, the staff hero, which is the king. Which, like, what is the staff? Is, is this like a Donatello? Like, it's literally just a staff, like a wooden stick that he's got some... No, I think it's like a a mage staff, or they'd call it a bow staff if it was like, if he was like hitting people with it. Yeah, that's that's a bow staff. Yeah, it is a bow staff. They didn't call it a bow staff hero. I don't know what it is, but that's what I would think it'd be if it was like a staff hero. I mean, I figured he would be like casting spells with it or something. Yeah, he might be. I don't know. The king don't look like yeah. He I don't see like the king of type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a <laughs> wizard. <laughs> you shall not pass. Yeah, he looks much more like a mage than like he's he's whipping some people in the chin with a <laughs> with a metal rod. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's one, two, three, four, five Vassal Weapon heel heroes. Are there We've already met a couple, right? Like the red-haired guy was a vassal weapon hero. Yeah, but they're from like a different world. Like the the scythe guy, the ones that were like his friends and then his enemies, and the okay, fan so girl. they were from a different world. But yeah, so did they we say meet they're any vassal, vassal weapon, weapon heroes? 
I don't know. I feel like we they, we did, or maybe they just been because I know they were mentioning them last season, but I don't know that we have. I definitely feel like they mentioned a couple, and I can't remember who they are. But either way, we'll find out this season. Um, she's like, we don't know the whereabouts of any of the heroes or the vassal weapon heroes, but there is one that we know of. And now Fumi's like, where where are they? She's like, walks right up to his face, like practically kissing him. Right here in Melramok. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. So they go to the dungeons. The freaking kings of freaking... <laughs> he, he, like, is looking down from his cell, and he's like, Damn you, shield hero! What are you doing? And then he, like, sees that the queen is with him, and he's like, Oh, shit. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's like, this guy, man. And you, know, you already know he's gonna have to help Naofumi fight, and there's gonna be, like all this tension because they hate each other because obviously, you know, now, now for me is the reason he's locked up, but also it's his doing because he just was, you know, strongly against the shield hero for something now for me didn't even do. But, um, right when he walks in there now for me, he gets hooked up with some spirit tourist body, which again, one of the shield's abilities is you can just drop anything and everything right into the shield and it unlocks new abilities. And the rarer the item, the stronger the abilities. So I'd be dropping all that stuff in there. I'd be like, Queen, go ahead and jump in here. Let's see what I get. Um, and then the Queen tells us that apparently Malty, whose name is officially Bitch, has gone missing and that she has a feeling she's up to no good. Yeah, we already talked about that. Then they hit up the blacksmith, as always, and this is where we get the very Shield Hero-esque, you know, five minutes of stop images while they play the do 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 They've been playing that same freaking song for three seasons, but you can't you can't blame them. They got to do it. Um, and really now just wanting to unlock the clothing and the armor that they got from the other world because it's gives them higher stats. And yeah, yeah I really do feel like the blacksmith is going to be the hammer hero or mallet hero. Well, shouldn't um, they, they already, the... well, shouldn't they already know? Like if they're the hero, feel like well, he probably does know. He probably just doesn't go around telling people, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm a blacksmith by day, but whenever <laughs> shit gets real, I'm a seven-star <laughs> hero at night. <laughs> makes them all, makes gonna, them all look like assholes, though. I was going to say, you know what his hammer is, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, why does he... <laughs> Why is every hero in the world in hiding? Like the th- the three of the four, and then all seven of the other ones, six of the other seven, are just MIA. Well, I'm sure that being a hero was all cool and dandy before the waves of catastrophe started. Then, when the waves started, people were like, "Where are the heroes?" Yeah. And they're like, "Shit, I'm <laughs> I've been out of form for ten years. I, I can't fight like I used to." And so they all go into hiding. Maybe, I'm but right. yeah, it's a good point. Like, why not? If I was the the mallet hero, I'd be advertising on the front of my store like mallet hero blacksmith services. And I could be wrong, maybe it's not him. But they visit the slave driver, the slaver. He's fresh out of slaves, and basically to sum it all up, once Naofumi announced that he was going to buy all the slaves from Lorelona Village, 
Basically, all of the people that wanted slaves bought up all the slaves so that he cannot do that. Or I guess, no, they're buying those slaves so that whenever he goes to buy them for his village, they can sell it for the slaves for a profit. Is that kind of what you guys picked up on, too? No, I didn't. I couldn't understand what the what the deal with that is, or it's because he bought them, or because so of all, I didn't know if it was like from, the slaves from that village were better. Yeah, like is, are they slaves from Nalfami's village? He, so Nalfami is trying to rebuild his village that Raftalia is from, Lorelona right. Village, and he announced that he was going to rebuild by the people by buying back the people that once lived there. Uh, so the so queen sent out a decree slaves. saying that all slaves from Lorelona Village will be purchased by. Nafumi, the savior of the defeated the spirit tortoise. And so that got around. So all the people are like, shit, I'm about to buy this slave so that for cheap, so that when Nafumi comes to buy this slave, he's going to have to pay 30 gold a head. But at least Raptalia knows which ones on. are real and which ones are fake. Exactly. Because all the slaves, whether they're from Lorelona or not, are selling at the Lorelona price because that's just the kind of power that that word of mouth has. So they have to go to Zeltobel, which is a new area. And as soon as they arrive in Zeltobel, the music, it turns all hype. Like it's, this is a hustling, bustling city with an underground black market auction. Uh, the slave trader there, he looks just like the other one. They could be the same person, but they say that they're nephew and uncle. I don't know if I believe them, but I still feel like these slave guys are up to no good. I don't know if we should trust them. Um, really, the moral of the story this episode and this season is they need money, tons of it, and the only way to make a ton of money is by entering the Colosseum. There are no rules. It's all bets. The way to make money the fastest is to be the dark horse and get people to bet on you or against you and then win. And then put, the, put your own bet on yourselves. Mm-hmm. Just like Peter LeFleur did in the dodgeball championships. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly like Peter LeFleur. Nobody makes uh, me bleed my own blood. Nobody. So while he's there checking out the Coliseum, he meets a girl. And this girl, I have the feeling she's going to be bad or an obstacle. Like he's going to have to beat her three-person team. I could see her as a hero. They don't just introduce characters like that. She's the whore hero. She might be here. That didn't cross my mind. I yeah. was just thinking that she was, you know, she ran those pits and was like a spy for the rich people making the bets, letting them know who to bet on. Yeah, she probably pulls some strings too, like sets up the matches and stuff. Yeah. So she may be coming to Naofumi later, like, hey, if y'all throw this match, you know, the third match, we'll pay you X amount. Or, or yeah, she may be squaring up down there, too. I mean, either way, this girl, I think she's the first anime character in history to have underboob. No. That's the first underboob I've ever seen in anime. It ain't for me. I mean, I can't name one, but there's no way. There's no way that's the first underboob. Can I name? Can I, I name one? Not not a chance. But for sure, there has been. It's a freaking anime. Yeah, it's the first time I've noticed it. I guess. Uh, we also see an elephant 
versus a panda. So the demi-humans are full-on fighting. This panda's name is Lara Souza Chan, and it uses some earth bending and Fs this elephant up with some bamboo. Uh, this girl makes Naofumi buy her a beer to get all the information on the rules. And she says, you can enter alone or a team of up to three people. But I suppose the most popular thing to do is bet on three-on-three team fights. Then she's like, you're a heavy drinker, aren't you? And he says, I guess I am. (laughs) One of the greatest lines I've ever heard from an anime character. (laughs) Um, We see the demi-human versus the rich kid. It was a fixed fight. Clearly this demi-human is going to be a huge part of the story because he's all over the opening song. and then we get back to the fight with Naofumi, Raftalia, and Philo as Team Rock Valley versus the, I can't remember that family's name, Topak family, Tobak, yeah, Topak family, and they have code names. So Raftalia's code name, did you guys catch what it was? Uh, shit, it's from, it's a name we've heard before in an anime, what was it? Shigaraki. Shigaraki. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Shigaraki is Raftalia's codename, and Philo's is Humming. Humming. Just, that's a weird one. You go with a full-on Japanese nickname, and then you just come up with a verb (laughs) for Philo. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they, they pull off some... They pull the veil over people's eyes so they can't see what's happening and they they win the fight pretty easily and then after they win Naofumi's like we won and Raftali's like we almost lost you know and then we get to see the I guess the high rollers in the suites on the ground level which they're going to be problematic yeah first mobsters of shield hero oh yeah world breaking you know what's funny is like decked out in white suits and purple shirts out of nowhere that's what I said (laughs) This guy's wearing a full-on suit in this world. I have ne- we haven't even seen a single person wear normal shoes in this show. Like, this guy's gone on Doc Martens in a white suit, like Dwight Goodman. Yeah. To make gold, another dodgeball reference. Gold watch, gold necklace, freaking <laughs> Drinking white wine out of a glass. Everybody else is drinking them out of, like, wood steins. But that's episode one. Next week is episode two, and it's titled Nadia. And I wonder if Nadia is the Pardon. girl that he met at the bar or the sister of the little white tiger demi-human. True. I was about to say, it's got to be the girl at the bar, but yeah, we know he's picking up some new demis this season in yeah, the fashion of the, of the white tiger editions. <clears throat> yeah. It looks like his party's going to expand according to the opening, so I'm sure we'll get some new characters. Yeah, and I'm already also going to call it Rishia is going to be the one to save Itsuki from Bitch. And she's going to finally get to join his party and Nafumi's going to be like, after all I did for you, this is how you treat me. Nah, he doesn't care. He didn't give a shit. (laughs) 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 She's of no help to his team. But overall, I think it was a decent episode one. Uh, we'll make these episodes every week quick, much quicker than this. This was a little longer because we had the anime news. But anything else you guys want to add? Nope. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. 
Yeah, see you next week. I'm Jordo. Brennan. Colton. We are the Evans Bros, also known as the Casual Anime Fanatics. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. And as always, peace out. Peace out.